Hey, Alex. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hey, Alex. Yes. Let's start a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Dickensian Epilogues, the podcast where Jason and Alex try their best to equip you with the tools and strategies you need to rewrite your personal narrative for the better. The voice you're hearing is Alex. The other voice you're hearing is Jason. Jason, how you been, my friend? I'm all out of breath because I was just showing off my split squats. Those are good split squats. He was jumping around. Knees yeah. were good in 3D space. My, <laughs> my knees very are good. very good in 3D space. Yeah, that's right. You got the tight core. But we're... I've, I've been in the pandemic, like just good. At, I'm just hitting the point in my workouts where it's starting to kind of show up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. for me, it always shows up first in my legs. So my legs are looking pretty jacked up lately. Very, very cool. Yeah, I've been trying to like, excited. Do, do some kind of like living room stuff. Uh, which is good, but we're not talking about home workouts here, Jason, because a home workout is obviously something that's very rewarding in your personal life. It's something that when you do it, you feel a little boost, a little satisfaction, a little bit of serotonin, but there's another way that our brains can feel pleasure, but it's not the way that actually results in long-term goals and achievements. And this is a bit of a uh, cultural meme going around, but it's the notion of dopamine loops. Um, Jason, why don't we get to the bottom of this about what a dopamine loop is and not the kind of positive virtuous cycle that is like propelling our lives forward, but what are some examples of like, what is this and, and why does it matter? Sure. Sure. And I think, okay, so we're talking about momentary pleasure as opposed to long-term satisfaction that's right and i'd be shocked to hear that a lot of people are not noticing their momentary habits in the middle of a pandemic where you're stuck at home a whole lot oh yeah with all your and temptations like, yeah and here in canada we're we're starting to get out more and we're starting to get back to work and all of that kind of stuff but nonetheless i feel like our habits are really being shown to us. Like there's a, the pandemic is a mirror yeah. for myself. Um, so, so yeah, for myself, the way that these are showing up lately is in sugar. Mm. Like I'm, Oh yeah. Yeah. It is really easy for me to just reach out and grab something tasty. And then the other one I'm finding a lot is, is like computer bad habits. Like, um, well, and actually, I'm going to rephrase that. It's not just computer. It's also my phone. But it's like, That's a I've computer got five, too. you know, I've got 30 seconds of dead air. Maybe I should jump on YouTube for a minute. <sighs> yeah. You know, yeah. oh, I got to run to the washroom. That perfect time to watch TikToks. And then spend <laughs> oh, you're on that on the, the toilet. <laughs> that's a great. That's no, a I great... actually, I, I do. Well, well I, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit, but I ended up deleting TikTok from my phone. Okay. So in, in preparation for this, no. A long time ago, I deleted yes. TikTok because it was clear that like I couldn't moderate it. Right, right. TikTok is a really cool app that was really, really well designed, and mm. I literally couldn't moderate it. So it's gone. It's not on my phone because I, right. I watch it too much. Um, if you're creating, I think it's a really interesting space. Absolutely. I just wasn't. I just yeah. wasn't. And that's okay. That's, so, uh... but in preparation for today, mm. I knew we'd be talking about dopamine and momentary pleasures and all that, and I started to prepare myself to like I am. I, I get very dissatisfied if I talk about bad habits and then don't try to change them. Indeed. 
So I signed out of Facebook. I deleted Instagram from my phone. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. So okay. if, if I want to post on Instagram now, I have to install it first. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, I'm going to have to figure out YouTube. It's very easy for me to get on there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to tell you a little story uh, regarding this because what we are talking about to, to uh, give our listenership like the direct notion that we're discussing today is dopamine is not a bad thing. All these sort of the brain chemicals and and what uh, to the extent that you or I understand like their their function mechanically, we're talking about things that make you feel good, and for some, a moment, for a moment, momentary pleasure. But th some things are just the pleasure, but they're sort of hollow, and they want you to get. Uh, they're designed uh, in a way that you're constantly seeking more. You're not necessarily satisfied, but you just want more. And these are the examples of destructive dopamine loops. They're usually digital in my life, but Jason, like you mentioned, could be sugar, could be, uh, you know, gambling. Um, it could even be arguing with, a, you know, a spouse or somebody like that. But God, politics. Yeah. Yep. Uh, these, these sort of traps, these mental traps can sideline your progress. Whatever you want to do, they can sort of suck the life out of things. And you come out the other side and you've spent nine hours doing something and you're like, what, what happened? Where did that time go? Uh, this is what happened to me just a few days ago uh, because I had a friend of mine. Uh, and again last night and, and the night before that, I bet. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. No, I got to be deadly honest with this one. So I love video games. I'm a gamer. I have been most of my life. Uh, I've had a love-hate relationship with video games moving through my life. Obviously, if you've listened to uh, this podcast before, you know that I played a lot of World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm still sort of into Blizzard and, and their, their intellectual properties like Diablo and all that stuff. Played a bunch mm -hmm. of different games. Um, sometimes, the seasons in my life, I've been very good with managing how video games sort of creep into my leisure time and sort of like take all of my time away. And I have not been doing very good the last couple of days. So I had a, we have a mutual friend created a Minecraft server. Uh, now I haven't had, I haven't played Minecraft in about 10 years, but when I did, whoo, big, big time sink in that game. Uh, it's dopamine hit after dopamine. Oh, hit. it is designed like the freedom, the exploration, the, the, the tension, the, the feelings of reward, um, but even the repetitiveness, like, um, oh yeah, is, is designed to get your attention that way. Yeah. And, the, and the, it's just the, the feeling of overwhelming scope and how things sort of, you know, I, I gotta get the bricks so I can make the castle so I can have a room to put this enchantment table in so I can enchant my stuff to mine more bricks and get <coughs> like, it's, it, it, it can be very bad. So without rambling too much, uh, I was going to edit an episode of the podcast. Oh, no, no. It was a, um, we were going to brainstorm an episode of this podcast. And I was playing at like 10 a.m. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll stop at like 11 or 12 or eh, 2, uh, 4, 5, 5.30. Oh, the brainstorm is here. Wow, I just spent my whole day. <laughs> I just spent, and here's the, the thing that kind of like stung my ego, Jason, is I, I'm a big goals guy and I love to have yeah. the list of things to do, right? I got a lot of irons in the fire, like I'm, you know, saxophone, bunch, you know, stuff I like to do. Uh, I was looking at my undone list and it was like 11 at night and it was way past my usual bedtime and I didn't do anything today. And that really sort of like scared me a little bit because I could see the slope 
like bending down the slippery sure. slope. Yeah. And the 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 salient feature here, Jason, is what when I was playing, I did not feel good, and I think that is the like the important thing. That's like the telltale. Yeah, like yeah. I felt pleasure, but I I felt it in this grasping, frenetic, anxious way where I have to get more, I have to do more. I did not feel satisfied. So while we're on examples, uh, do you have any examples of maybe uh, a, a like an otherwise satisfying, uh, otherwise satisfying uh, activity that became a dopamine loop for you? Let me think. Um, I mean. The, the the huge one is usually video games, but the times where video games have been satisfying to me, and I think it's actually important that I that I keep it like that because, like we said before, it's all about the vehicle, right? We can use or misuse a lot of the different aspects in our life, and that can cause creation or destruction. But the times where I've had really satisfying connections is usually when my friends are involved, and it's something that is uh measure so it wasn't like video games it was it was um socialization yeah and and the reward like that is the playing the games with my friends is the capstone to a day that has a lot of uh you know rewarding you know i push myself i push my comfort zone i eat that frog and then at the end i get to play games with my friends not so when i wake up at you know 7 30 and immediately play for like five hours yeah, one, one, what was coming to mind was like I uh, one year set a goal to read 50 books. Okay. And, and so it's like roughly one a week, right? Oh, wow. And it got to the point where um, I was getting these weird pleasurable like, – like I was feeling this weird feeling of pleasure every time I read a chapter. It was like, yes, Ooh. another one. Yes, another one. Yeah. But it became it, – it's sort of like – flipped where normally i feel really good about time spent reading like that's uh it's concentration um you know i'm learning i'm putting my own thoughts together and that year towards the end of the year reading became just like um eating chocolate yeah yeah it's like i did it yes now i need more (laughs) not necessarily you know i'm happy because i did it but i want more i want to create that more do you have any examples of um uh, dopamine loops gone wrong, like almost into some weird psychological territory. Okay. I have no good way to, okay. Here's the question. Like, here's okay. an example. Yeah. People who chew their nails, um, oftentimes it's like this weird reaction to boredom. Certainly that is what it is for yeah. me. So if I get in the car, yeah. I can't stand sitting still in the car and I end up chewing my nails without even noticing it. That's an example of do- dopamine oh. gone wrong. I got. I have a big one, and this is really embarrassing, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, uh, if my girlfriend's listening, she'll totally start laughing. But uh, so I've been doing this little tick since I was literally an infant because I came out with like a full head of hair. Um, if my hair grows too long, I will curl the hair like at, like basically right. at the top of my head, and I will just curl it in my fingers. I'm doing it to Jason right now. And I'll curl it over and over again. And um, my girlfriend and I have like dubbed it hair horning. So because <laughs> if I curl it too much, obviously like the grease from my the oil from my hands will just turn it into this long sort of greasy horn. tendril, and this long horn. And it's like 
you know, greasier than any of this is so gross than any other part of my hair. It's pretty bad. It's pretty and bad. I will literally, if I'm stressed or anxious, I will literally do that for hours and just wow. curling, curling, curling. And I'll be driving and one of my hands will be like, so that is something that like I've, I've cut my hair. Like one time she actually cut it short. Like she was like trimming my hair and she just like snipped it off. And I'm like, my hair horn. But uh, it's it's for the better because when my hair gets too long, that's one of those dopamine loops gone wrong. All right, kind of unrelated to dopamine, but well, totally unrelated to dopamine. We have um, my my six month old child mm. has so much hair that it literally is starting to get in his eyes. Oh but my. but babies have this thing where they go bald around the outside of their hair because they're always on their back, like on a mat, you know. Oh, okay. So they like literally rub the hair off of their own head. Yeah, but his top hair has remained so long that it's in his eyes, and we're like, "What? <laughs> Do we have to cut his hair?" <laughs> That's so bonkers. Oh it's my God. crazy. Yeah, he's definitely a Brennan. Anyway, uh, good, uh, good non segue into Indeed. another question here that I have for you. Actually, yes, since we're on the topic of baby hair, what is the opportunity cost for you of these dopamine binges? Right, right. So. This Actually, is... you kind of already answered this, so I'm going to go first, Please. sucker. Because um, <laughs> I think, actually, I'm going to illustrate what you said earlier. Right. Because you were talking about how um, when, with the video game example and how sometimes it's this nice reward for a, a hard day's labor, and then mm -hmm. other days it's an example of not doing saxophone and not le learning Arabic and not yeah. writing your book and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that the main thing for me with, dopamine is that it's a distraction from the things that would actually cause me long-term satisfaction. So for example, in my TikTok example, 45 minutes of my day right now is significant. So yes, if I spend 45 minutes on something, that's literally an entire workout Yeah, that, yeah. I, that I could have been doing. That's, um, you know, 45 minutes of playing with my son that would help him develop as a human being, like literally right, um, right in front of me. Yeah. That's 45 minutes of my hourly rate at work. Or even like if you want to get into sort of a weird realm right now, I could be an Uber Eats driver. Yeah. Right? A little side and hustle. I could make totally. 20, 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. And all of a sudden that 45 bucks is, is a $25 delivery. And yeah. like, I think I'm worth more than $25 an hour. And I certainly am at my other agree. job, but like, yeah, you know, it, you can start to think of your time as money in that way. Yeah. But I also think, that in fact, a lot of my, my dopamine habits, these little momentary pleasures in my life, <clears throat> not only distract me from those things. So like, let's say working out mm -hmm. my interactions with sugar in terms of how I derive pleasure from it mm -hmm. directly counteract any success that I have working out. That's true. And not only in the obvious ways, because the obvious way is like, um, if you, eat better and work out, you will get more ripped and more muscular and more whatever. Yep. Yep. Biomarkers. Um, but I actually think that, uh, a lot of these dopamine habits just leave me with less motivation to do other good things. So yeah. it's not like I'm eating all my healthy food and then having sugar. It's like, I'm having sugar. Therefore I'm not eating healthy food. Therefore I'm not motivated to work out the next day. Therefore, yeah. it's easier for me to have sugar. And that's just one yeah. of my interactions. I mean, if you, you look at distraction, it's like, now I can't concentrate. So I can't do work that's really important that then enables me to do even better work that enables me to provide for my family and yada, yeah. yada. 
I think the uh, the salient, I think that can be summed up <clears throat> in a term I wanted to mention in regards to this question of the opportunity cost of dopamine binges, which is momentum. The time lost is obviously time that I could be spending somewhere else. And like you mentioned, Jason, the interconnectivity of someone's life is is to the effect that if I am strung out and, and sort of stressed out and in this sort of anxious, frenetic state after I have binged on whatever, right, uh, t- uh, TikTok videos or Facebook or gambling websites, I'm now in a state – I'm not in a state that is ready to like tackle my life or, or d- engage in pro-social behavior or, or think strongly about the vision or direction of my life. Not to say that I have to be doing that all the time, but that's not baseline for me. I recall I was here's another game that I'm playing uh, on and off is, is Heroes of the Storm, which is this like battle arena game. Um, so good, so good. Uh, this is ironic too because this is showing a bit of my humanity because I have been uninstalling and reinstalling that game sort of on and off for the past few weeks. So for our listenership and for you, Jason, I'm not perfect, and nor do I claim to be. No, I'm but, the perfect one. Yeah, no, totally golden god, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just that. bronze um so i was i had planned this ties into another one of my goals is i just want to connect with more people that's what i've told you a variety of times i want to expand my social circle i want to make more calls i want to be that guy that does the that does the connection so i'm playing this video game and i noticed that the time i had scheduled for myself to make connections this 90 minute period of time where it's just network i'm going to spend that time to go and call and reach out i i not only had i gone over into that network time but i was so frustrated in the desire to win and feel powerful through the medium of this video game that i just shut it off and i'm like sulking in my chair and it's like now i don't want to call anybody i don't want to call my friend on the phone right now because i feel incensed you used up all the pleasure exactly i was i was depleted and i was below baseline and it took a lot out of me oh no actually no excuse me that's not what happened directly what had happened is my friend had called me and i ignored his call because i was playing the video game and then i had quit and i was sulking and i'm like i should call him back but i don't want to so this story to me illustrates, and, and I did, I, I did call him back, but at ex, extreme, like I did, you know, no, no, that's fine. Guts. You don't have to. We, we got it. Yeah. So the 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 takeaway for me was uh, is that engaging in this this dopamine loop mentality is a twofold injury to my day. One is the time lost, which I could be doing some doing something more productive or just something that gives me long-lasting pleasure, pleasure and satisfaction. I think I could look back on and say, oh, yeah, I did that. And the second one is the momentum loss. Even something as benign as sitting in my room being bored and just sort of letting my mind wander, that's very valuable, and it's sort of like a lost art in the society. Yeah. I mean, the, the momentum thing is huge when you think in, in a macro sense. Like, yeah. you, you're time is being spent enacting a series of habits, right? And you're always enacting this series of habits. That's always what you're going to do. Yes. Just over and over and over. And you can build good habits or bad habits, but when you, when you, like, as you said, with the, the heroes of the storm example, which as an aside, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I got sucked into heroes of a storm (laughs) 
and then I uninstalled it, and then Alex later uninstalled it. Yeah. But only one of us has reinstalled it. (laughs) True. Okay. So now that we've now that we've acknowledged how awesome I am. uh, (laughs) Well, hey, I'm not on TikTok though. I didn't get the TikTok account. So let's just let's just level level the playing field on that. Get that out uh, of there. <laughs> At least you don't have the lights. You don't want like the lights that like go all the multi different colors. You know the, uh, t- the TikTok lights. Uh, you know about the TikTok lights. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, please, please continue. Um, yeah. So we were talking about momentum and da da da. And One of us uninstalled, and you're so glad that I mentioned Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, I know. Fudge. <laughs> oh yeah, and then what ends up happening mm-hmm. is you. You, it's not just that you're playing Heroes of the Storm now and getting some pleasure and wasting a couple hours of your day. The yeah. problem is that you've now given yourself a habit, like you're starting to train your brain to look for Heroes of the Storm first. Yeah. This is one of the problems that I have with when I go on vacation, a lot of times I will have Baileys in my coffee mm-hmm. in the morning. Like I'll, I'll wake up, Baileys in the coffee, woohoo, I'm at a cottage. Isn't this great? That's oh, right. Yeah, it's yeah. Christmas. Lovely. Aw. But two days of that is fine. The third day, I start to really like kick myself because if I'm having Baileys in my coffee, I am not working out, period. Like that's, it's just, it's binary for me. Yeah, no, that's, I could surmise that'd be very hard to like and come I'm off of that. And I'm not reading my nonfiction and I'm not doing my journaling yeah. and I'm not, you know, insert yeah. good habit here. Mm-hmm. And both Bailey's and coffee are inherently rewarding in a dopamine sense. And that's next right. thing you know, that's my habit. And I will wake up on the Monday when I go back to work, dream like daydreaming about Bailey's Fantasizing. in like a fog until I get it. And I think that it it's momentum, but like it's a little bit more than momentum too. It's like building the structure of your life in how you yeah. spend your time. There's a lot of research now to the effect that um at least in a minor way, depression is as structural as it is chemical in the sense that our, the neural structures built over trauma or, or inculcated habits uh, with toxic people around you over many, many years can contribute to those effects, which makes it just as ridiculous for someone to say just be happy to someone who is in depression because they are entrenched like a literal trench but i feel like of course you know like of course when people are like wow can you believe that depression is a structural part of your brain like yes not only can i believe it i'd be shocked if it wasn't like where do you think those chemicals came from well i don't know though jason i feel like the average person uh, is as uh, sort of mystified by what's inside the skull as 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 more so than than you or I. Like you've you've done deep dives into this and through your own explorations, yeah, yeah spect scans. But my my point is though, is that when I was playing, there, there's a period of time when I was just getting into the saxophone, and I had bought this uh, you know course. And I was listening to a ton, and my teacher was saying, you should be listening to as much or more than you play. And I had this big, long playlist, et cetera, et cetera. On my downtime when I was taking a shower, going to bed, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about, like, Dexter Gordon and Stan Getz and John Coltrane and all these, all these people and, like, how, how my fingers felt on the keys and, and the muscles in my mouth and how they're, they're, they're strengthening. 
And recently, as I've been, you know, sort of delving in, maybe against my will or perhaps, or, or mistakenly, delving into these games, my downtime now is more in that world of video games. So I'm thinking about, oh, I should, like, this hero would, this power would be able to do good on this, and I should get this upgrade. And that also is indicative of the structural change of habits because like your Bailey's in the coffee example, I am now being naturally pulled to think more because when your thoughts are things, when I'm thinking, I'm, I'm recreating those neural structures. I'm, I'm growing axons and neurons. I'm thinking about more of the thing that does not serve me. And I've noticed it is becoming less and less uh, 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 of that like fiery pull to engage in the things that do serve me. And that's a bit of a scary thing. I think it's yeah, it can be terrifying. Yeah. I when I when I binge a new show on Netflix or whatever. Yes. Uh, did baby show up in the audio there? No, I didn't hear anything. Oh, okay. You smiled at the exact time that my baby started crying. So Aww. um he's good. Uh yeah. So when I do binge a show on Netflix, for example, if I do it right before bed especially, I will literally wake up in the middle of the night like talking to the characters. Wow. And it, oh my yeah, God. It really creeps me out. And um, wow. that was a big wake up call for me. Actually, there's like a period where I was watching a lot of content. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was actually political content, but I would wake up in the middle of the night grappling with like these huge social current event issues. Yeah. And it, it gradually started to occur to me that like, I've immersed myself so much in these opinions that they become factual and like a part of my self image almost. And yeah, I think yeah. that um, it's, it's pretty, um, how was the right way to say this? Like it's almost dangerous to give away your self image. And I feel like that's one of the things with, with dopamine that you have to be careful of is like when we're not intentional, we're not creating those habits for ourselves. We're not creating who we are. We're just falling into it. I never thought and, about it that way, Jason, like your identity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's a more tangible example, like mm -hmm. use the sugar one. Cause I think for a lot of people in North America, um, you know, obesity is a pretty big issue here. Oh yeah. Many other health issues. Um, and there's a superficiality to media today that has a lot of people concerned with how they look. Yes. And fair enough. Like that's the signal that we get. If you, if you mindlessly consume food that's designed to to work with this whole pleasure apparatus hyper palatable hyper processed yeah so i'm talking like chips if you if you eat a chip you know what i'm talking about like that that sensation with the salt and the crunch yep. is something that immediately like I'm I'm saying it, and we're all now thinking about you, chips. Even the ads, you'll any ad, you know <sighs> that crunch, cr like there's a term in and, that. Yeah, and I mean my mouth is watering like crazy right now. Um, ditto for chocolate, ditto for candy. Like if yep. I mention um, uh, jujubes, jubes, for example, like that's a big one for me. Yep. Whew, I am gonna be thinking about them all day. <laughs> so those things inevitably lead to being a little bit overweight, a little bit unhealthy. You'll have a difficult time working out yeah. mood swings, like yes. all of the downsides of unhealthy eating. Yes. And I'm not here to say that you shouldn't ever indulge. I think that you should like, it's, it's certainly a part of my self-care. Yes. Um, however, if you make a habit out of this and like in, in 
my early paintball days when I was starting to compete, I was always really, really busy. I was mm-hmm. working and yeah. school and I would go to the gas station on the way home and buy a pack of nerds. Right. And I would eat the nerds, just pure sugar. Yeah. And go home. Yeah. And it became such a habit that literally I would be like out of breath pumping gas. You're just standing oh, there. Wow. Because I'm, I'm sitting there like eating, shoveling sugar into my mouth. And then one day I'm driving home and I look over and there's three boxes of nerds on my passenger seat. And I'm like, whoa, I don't remember doing that. And I'm trying to win a tournament next week. Yeah. And there's other guys out there who are not <laughs> eating box nerds by the box. Anyway. So yeah. what I'm saying is by, de- by being more intentional with how I utilized the, the dopamine in candy and sugar, I was able to spread out those moments of indulgence. Yeah. And in doing so build a self image of a person who was competitive and um, like one of my competitive visions of myself when I compete in sports is that I am, I am an outlaster. Like I know Ooh, I am okay. not the fastest person on the field. I'm not the most vicious. I'm not the most specialized in any way. Yeah. But, but at the got end sustained. of a tournament, High at the sustained. end of a tournament, I am just as fast as the beginning of a tournament. Oh, that's, that's so out of, cool. Out of breath, I am just as competent as when I'm fully charged. And so like this became really a part of the self-image that I built. And you have yeah. to build that. You, you have to, it's very hard to fall into the best self-image possible. It was something, at least for me, that I had to build by saying like, no nerds today because I got to go home and jog. I want, I think this is a perfect segue into another aspect of dopamine loops that we both wanted to talk about. And that Jason is fantastic. And I have so much to say about everything you talked about. I wanted to have, I wanted to throw a little quote by Montagne in there regarding like indulgence and, and elements like that. Is that, is that, uh, um, temperance is not the scourge of sensual pleasure. It is its seasoning. And what he was getting at with that quote is that when you restrict yourself, it is not deprivation. You are literally enhancing the times that you do engage in those behaviors that are, you know, very surface level rewarding and don't necessarily serve you. So what he's talking about, what I'm talking about is delayed gratification. You said no nerds today because you're, you know, uh, going into a tournament. Nerds get swirlies. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw this. I saw this uh, meme the other day, and it was like spooky nerds, and it was like Halloween themed nerds. And someone commented, "Oh, they're preferred to be called goths." <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, <laughs> so good. But like, I-, I wanted to ask you, like, what do those nerds taste like when you did win that tournament and you came back to eat those nerds after not eating those nerds for a while? I assume they tasted much better than they would do if you ate them every day. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit complicated. They do and they don't. Interesting. Like, um, Interesting. definitely. Okay. Nerds taste better if you don't eat a whole box at once. So, so like you're right in that, like well put. the first five little candies out of that box taste way better than the ones that are burning your tongue at the end. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like some of that Willy yeah. Wonka sugar candy, like really burns my tongue. Like literally 
Oh yeah, you, know. you get that cloying back of the throat. Oh. Anybody who's listened who's eaten like a lot of sugar, ugh. that's what I'm talking about. Okay, good. It's a common experience. So, so in that sense, they definitely taste better. But I found that there was also there was sort of um, an escape velocity to good habits. And yes. so, okay, here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna explain that, but I'm gonna pose the question first, which is like, what should we do about dopamine? We've we've explored right. like what it is, and then what are the costs of it, and they're, they're significant. Yeah. So, what should we do about it? Yes. And one of the things that I noticed was that, in the case of nerds, and and my relationship with athletics, there was an escape velocity where, after a couple weeks and months of training the nerds tasted better. It was like, yes, this is a reward for a, a day or a week. Well done. Yeah. I made the tournament. I had the thing. And then the, the habits continued and I, I stayed on, I fought the good fight and I ate more healthy food and less sugar. Yes. And then what started to happen was the nerds became too sweet for my palate. And that's right. not the case right now, but yeah. certainly when I was when I was uh, eating a little differently than I am today, mm-hmm. I had to back off of the nerds and like switch to chocolate. Yeah, and yeah. then from chocolate to dark chocolate, and and hopefully I'll get back to that. I'm I'm a little bit off the wagon, so to speak, but um, I do find that the the exercise of um, of making good changes of of choosing that intentional good habit over a bad habit led me to a place where the good habits became more rewarding because yeah. of the long-term benefit, but it takes time to feel that benefit. I, I so love... then it became unfathom, uh, unfathomable to give it away yeah. for a box of nerds. Yeah. Um, I, I, this reminds me so succinctly of, uh, of the notion of upgrades whenever I'm talking to anybody about health or good eating or good eating habits of like, there's this notion and, and I've said it before, but it bears repeating of deprivation. I feel like that's the true scourge of any kind of moving into dopamine based instant gratification habits into a more things that serve you kind of vision is that idea of um, things that, that I forgot the, I forgot the term I was using. Upgrades, yes. Um, Upgrades, so, people. Thank you. Um, if I want to have some pizza, okay, one, I can have a slice of pizza. That's fantastic. <laughs> but if I'm really trying to dial things in and I have like a health goal I'm, I'm aiming towards and it's, it's psychologically healthy, maybe I'll make like some mozzarella dough that has zero carbohydrates. Of course, it's not going to have that like rich bready, you know, you tear the pizza crust in half. Like there's not going to be that element, but it's enough of that minimum effective dose of sort of, ooh, like got that crunchy crust. You know what's a powerful habit though? Like, mm-hmm. so people always talk about replacing the 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 thing, right? Like yeah, replace yeah. the pizza with a low carb, whatever. Yeah. At no point has there ever been a good substitute for a good pizza. And if, if you can substitute the pizza as easily as Alex is talking about, Buy better pizza because holy crap. <laughs> well, but hold on though. You were saying the nerds are getting too sweet, right? Yeah. Nerds like aren't that's... good, man. <laughs> like it's one thing. If I said, if I pizza. said it, the, like a rich dark chocolate or, or mm. even milk chocolate made yeah. in the Alps of Switzerland, like, you know, Lindor 60% truffle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that became unenjoyable. You can slap my face because that's good stuff. Nerds are like. 
nerds are are the little caesars of yo the candy i world. i gotta i gotta agree with this because i'm out of my element in that argument because i can't argue with the pizza of like yeah a good pizza is is like my when my dad makes pizza at home uh-huh like mozzarella dough is just not gonna cut it like gluten-free sorry get out of here can't do it but what yeah. i will say is yeah is it doesn't the principle doesn't change and you can mm. still have a lot of power and maybe even more power when on tuesday you crave pizza so on friday you eat pizza yeah like that's the difference yeah, yeah, and yeah, i think yeah. I think that's how you build the the good, smart indulgences. And what I will right. say is, so what do we do about the problem? For me, you prioritize the good habits that are not going to immediately trigger dopamine. Yes. They're yes. not immediately pleasurable, but they right. are long-term satisf- satisfying. Mm-hmm. So for me lately, it's workout journal, um, read nonfiction, go to work, and then right. after work, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. You've built That's that it. barrier. So, so, so like I've got 10 to 14 hours of just good decisions. Yeah. Followed by a couple hours of any old decision. And like the good ones have a momentum at that point. Yeah. If, if, I mean, if there's a cheesecake in front of you, you're going to eat a piece of cheesecake. Right. But yeah. it's, it's a lot easier when you've made good decisions all day to be like, I'll have a thin slice of, cheesecake and not i'm gonna go to the store and buy three sarah lee's and just pound them it's so um (laughs) wow that sentence could be construed in another way um (laughs) well three of them um when i had dopamine baby that's right um when i had that day where i played minecraft for like eight hours and then i was i was all punchy and erratic and i didn't feel good the response that I had, and this was based on my old habits that I, you know, um, to flex a bit, like I had worked on that for, for a long time. I thought to myself, like, what's the answer? And you're right in that capacity. The answer was not to completely stop playing all video games forever because that's not a sustainable model for me. I like them too much. They give too much to my life when managed properly. So my response was, okay, I'm not going to have any entertainment screens until 4 p.m. You know, I wake up like much like your day, did my work, but then I, I had all these tasks, which I did, and they were kind of like mundane and they didn't take too long. I had all this time of like, oh, well, I can't go on the screen. I've sort of built that vacuum that now my mind just sort of kind of started to wander, like we talked about earlier. And it's like, well, what else can I do? What isn't an entertainment screen? Oh, I could watch um, Arabic television, uh, Egyptian television. I could watch that stream. That's not entertainment. That's, uh, that's education. I could, oh, I could edit the podcast. Oh, I could write a bit more of my book. Let's go for another walk. And immediately all of those good habits that served me started to sort of rise to the surface when they weren't being tamped down by the immediate gratification of that next game, that next match. I have a really weird one that I'm enjoying lately. Uh, that, that sort of, you reminded me of it. Like, let's go for another walk lately. I've been doing the intermittent fasting every other day, a 22 hour fast mm-hmm. and, and well done, Jason. That's a very, yeah. Fantastic. So I'm on, I'm on the end of week two. So wow, like four, okay. 14 days will be tomorrow. And, uh, what's fascinating is at the end of a day of fasting, when my wife goes to put the baby down, I am loving walking the dogs, cool. but it is, it is not a dopamine experience. It's like this weird mental challenge of like, can I do, 45 minute walk where I don't feel amazing 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And absolutely. Uh, like, it's a nice challenge to my brain, but it's an easy challenge too. I, I don't know if that'll be clear to people who have not fasted, but like, mm-hmm. it's a, I'm not like going to collapse. Yeah. And this isn't too, self-flagellation. Like it's yeah, not and this if it's, like, if it's like, 38 degrees outside i'm not gonna go like that would be dangerous i, I don't <laughs> yeah. have the, yeah. the electrolytes to support that but i'm well hydrated safe and i just take this like slow walk with the dogs and i refuse to listen to music or anything like i'm just yeah. forcing wow. my brain to be on its own yeah and uh it's it's been pretty cool so one of the things that i'm doing is the fasting mm-hmm. um and trying to do gentle challenges on my fast days to to sort of like explore what life is like when you're at a low point um pleasure wise because yeah. like l- listen when you don't eat for a day you're at a low point pleasure wise <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> there's no way around that yeah. yeah um so that i'm maintaining the the three good habits in the morning is a is a part of that same structure and uh and i'm finding that in the same way that you were saying it's not about deprivation it's a little bit weird to say that in light of fasting mm-hmm. but on the days where i'm eating I'm so motivated by eating like a recharge meal. And that's how I've been thinking of it is like, yeah, yeah. What, what fuel do I need? And like nerds are starting to lose some of their appeal because I see them as, uh, okay. I did cave. I went shopping on a hungry day. Yeah. Oh my big mistake. Oh boy. I bought the whole thing of butter tarts and my wife doesn't eat butter tarts. And I love a good butter tart. Oh, you're on my level right now. Yeah. This is like an interesting when we podcast. About, when we were talking about nerds being bad pizza, butter tarts are like, they're in the dessert category where. Yeah, S tier. It's an S tier dessert. It's indebatable. But they are really sweet. Anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. I had three of them on my refeed day and the yeah, yeah. next morning just felt terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So they're losing some of their appeal. And I feel mm-hmm. like it, it looks like deprivation. But what it feels like is motivation that uh, I'm yeah. starting by like, okay, if I have like awesome wild caught salmon today with a salad on the side and for yeah. dinner, I'm going to make some chicken and some eggs yeah, and like yeah. a ton of veggies. And then maybe I'll have a butter tart, but it's like an afterthought. Yeah. And you're already so full of the good stuff that it's like, that it, it, it ties into one other thing I wanted to mention regarding this with, with, you know, minimum, minimum effective dose and what looks like deprivation is actually motivation. I think a good sign that these things are working, that we're beginning to break out of dopamine loops is when the same amount of activity, be it video games or amount of sugar or amount of social media, etc. When that same amount of activity no longer feels like satisfying and you are closer to the point of, oh, I just want more. I'm not happy, but I just want more. Years ago, I got satisfied when I was playing like eight hours of World of Warcraft a day. And on a good day, I can get that same feeling of uh, power and and like fun by playing like, you know, 30 minutes of a video game at the end of a day. When I was years younger, I would think that was deprivation because it's like, oh my God, like you worked all day and you only get to play for 30 minutes. That's, you know, that's how, how insane and how deprived that is. What a boring adult you are. But now it's like, I feel good because I've been doing all the right, right actions like you mentioned earlier. And now it's like my mind is totally focused on the game and it's like, yeah, okay, a couple matches, but like those matches are like, yeah, I feel great. And that is, I think, a really good sign that progress is happening in that capacity. 
Nice. Yeah. Uh, you, when you get distracted from the distractions, oh, that's a, that's a big moment. Worst. That's a big moment in the, the dopamine thing is like when you got so absorbed reading a book that you didn't realize you never got to the video games. Oh, I, I miss her. I, I misconstrued. Yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's like fantastic. I feel like, you know, in, in the scattershot of things that I've been talking about, my real message here about like, what do you do about the dopamine thing is pick an area where I feel like intuitively you probably have something in your life that you keep wishing that you were doing, whether it's working out or studying yeah. or a new skill. Yeah. Whatever it is, uh, you know, focusing more on, on your job, maybe. So yeah. there's, there's like a thing and you, you feel it. Do that thing first. Yes. Yes. That's, that's my solution. That's what you do about it. And then, you know, I was saying I'm working on like four things at once. I didn't start four things at once. I started right. one and then I started the second one and then now they're structured. Just start the one thing. Yeah. Use it as a way to reward yourself with the things that are only rewarding in their pleasure. Well put. Well put. And then gradually make that a longer and longer experience. Very fantastic. Well, uh, this has been a very rewarding conversation for me personally. We talked about the examples of pernicious dopamine loops in our lives, like sugar, social media, and video games. Um, what the opportunity cost of engaging in those dopamine loops are, both with the lack of momentum, the lack of cultivating empty space in one's day, as well as the time lost, and some of the ways we can change our environment and maybe the way we look, look at those uh, activities personally to sort of change our relationship with dopamine loops. Is there anything that we feel like we've sort of left on the table or have been left unsaid in this capacity? Yeah, undoubtedly. I, uh, <laughs> the only thought that I want to leave you with is I hope that you uh, spend some time today recognizing something that is only rewarding you with pleasure and not satisfaction and yes. conceive of a way to replace it with an action that is more satisfying in the long run. Beautiful. Everybody out there in podcast world, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Dickensian Epilogues. And remember, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending.